and welcome to the Heroin TV Podcast. Today is Saturday, February 1st, 2014. My name's Lucia, and I run Heroin TV, and uh, with me today, I have my friend Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Lucia. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast, and uh, we've been catching up for about an hour before we started <laughs> pushing record, so it's really good to talk to you, and um, for those of you listening, you've you may have heard Melissa. She came on a Homeland podcast I did uh, a couple years ago on the podcast. And then we used to do a Vampire Diaries podcast together back in the day. Yeah, we did a couple of seasons worth of podcasts. Yes. And uh, Melissa runs the Televixen.com. And I've also written some stuff for her site before, uh, some interviews. So um, everybody should... Go to her website and also follow her on Twitter at the Televixen. She's awesome. Aw, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I realized I was like realized I hadn't talked to her a while and we should podcast. And I just thought naturally we should do justified because I don't think I've ever done a justified podcast. <laughs> and it deserves some love. Especially because it's starting to wind down. And yeah, it's probably not going to be. Did they say, did they say how many seasons that the show's going to have? Uh, there'll be one more after this season. Oh, only one more. Yeah, but in a way, it's a good thing. I, for one, and it's probably not a popular opinion for a lot of people, but I don't mind when a series ends on a high note before it's had a chance to be dragged out and made irrelevant. So I'm good with this, a series having, you know, six solid seasons and end it there rather than, you know, maybe get dragged out for 12 seasons or 10 seasons or something like that. So um, as much as I will miss it and I'll miss these characters because they're just such rich characters, um, I, I, I think it'll be a good time. It, it, it's a good time for it to end. I think six seasons is a good is a good number for it to have had. I completely agree because I think there is a danger in shows staying out there welcome and and sort of then it almost changes your opinion of the show because when it goes on too long in a lesser way, all of a sudden you start thinking of the show in that other way and you no longer view it in that like, oh my God, amazing way that you did in the first first few seasons. So I totally agree. I think more shows should should have shorter runs. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of that. I'm also a big fan of the shorter seasons. Yeah. And uh, like I think a, a prime example of that this past season has been Sleepy Hollow. Um what a way to end to end a series and or end a season and like 13 episodes and just really really have quality in every one. There's less filler and it gets people excited immediately for when it's going to start up again. Uh, I think it, it it works in the in a series favor when when a season is shorter in some cases, especially something like that. So it doesn't have to get dragged out and boring and have filler episodes and all that. So yeah, I've, I've always liked the British model too. You know, six or eight episodes. Yeah, yeah, because then. You you don't have to have those filler episodes like you said, and I think that's probably why a lot of the cable shows um, we tend to 
often get like higher critical acclaim. Um, I think because they have uh, they have more time to do less, <laughs> so exactly. they don't have to try to chug out twenty two. It's it's a lot of work to make twenty two episode season. It takes takes you know for every for every so called filler episode that they chug out, they're putting a lot of work into that. And if they could actually put that amount of work into you know a less number of episodes, it makes even higher quality. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like cable shows, I mean now a lot of a lot of new shows are going to start premiering now that we're in the new year because it's no longer the the fall season is everything anymore. Now things premiere year round, and uh, one thing I'm really excited about premiering is uh, Americans coming back. I can't wait for that. They keep but- on showing the the spots during Justified, and the ad campaign is awesome. It is. And uh, I actually just got in the mail yesterday. Um, oh, gosh, the name of it is escaping me. You know, the big Russian hats, like the winter hats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are those called? I don't remember what they're called. Oh, goodness. I got one that is a promotional item for the first season of The Americans on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> and it's so, uh, that's so awesome. Let me tell you, though, uh, in the Snowpocalypse City of Toronto this year, that is coming in handy and it is getting worn outside because <laughs> we've had a lot of snow this year. So I think their timing with that was perfect. Oh, yeah. um, but <laughs> the second I got that, I was like, I was already excited for the second season. And now I'm like, oh, I I just, I can't wait for it. It, it was such a surprise, I think. Uh, last year, I I honestly tuned in because, well, it, it takes place in the 80s, and I have a little bit of a soft spot for the 80s. It stars Carrie Russell, who I was a huge Felicity fan, and I love a good spy story. So I watched it. I wasn't sure what to expect out of it, and then it was just one of the most fascinating series. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the second season, especially the way that they left things at the end of, of season one. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of that clash between embracing this place that they're sh- that is their enemy and, you know, staying loyal to the motherland. I, I like that whole kind of conflict. Absolutely. And and it premieres on uh, February 26th, so you still have time if you did not if you did not watch the first season, you still have time to catch up in time for the second season. And I mean, just for the music and the wigs alone, it would be worth it, but it's actually also an amazing show. Like the acting is incredible, the writing's incredible. Um and there's just there's just it's just it's got this fun aspect to it, even though it's really dark and intense. Um, the the 80s aspect and the music really kind of make it a little, and the wigs kind of make it a little fun. <laughs> it's not campy, yeah. but, but that adds a little funness to it. Yeah, most definitely. Um, another series that comes out actually the day after the Americans that I'm really, really excited about. Uh, the Sundance Channel is going to have uh, an original scripted series called The Red Road. Uh, and it stars uh, Jason Momoa, 
<gasps> yes. <laughs> my new favorite show. When does it yes. start? Let me put it in my calendar. Uh, it, starts, it starts February 27th, <laughs> which also happens to be my birthday. So I'm oh, like, look happy at that. birthday to me. Jason Momoa, <laughs> please. Um, I I was at, uh, at the beginning of January, they have the... Um, Television Critics Association tour in Los Angeles, uh, where the networks, the TV networks present uh, upcoming TV series, both new and returning series. And that one really, really looks intriguing. Uh, it's it's a story. It's, it's a modern day story. And it looks like there's like corruption and a native tribe involved. And uh, Jason Momoa plays a character who is... Um, one of the natives um and he but he's kind of like the black sheep so he kind of doesn't really live with the rest of the rest of his family and the rest of the people like in his I don't want to say tribe but I I guess that's kind of what they are um I'm excited to see him in something that's not a sci-fi fantasy role and he's he seemed really really excited to be in something that's you know more modern and a real world story so that's definitely high on my list of things to check out coming up pretty soon oh yeah that sounds exciting yeah, and I actually get that channel, so that's good. So I'll be watching yeah. that. <laughs> I, I believe that there is a Canadian network that's going to be airing it as well. I think Super Channel, which is like one of our premium networks, will be airing it here. So uh, I'm excited that we we will get to see it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm gl- I'm really glad because I feel like I have been missing. I've been missing Jason Momoa in my life, and and this sounds really interesting. It says that he's playing an ex-con. I'm reading a little description. That, yeah, this this yeah. will be this will be fun. And yeah, he's not going to have a sword or a sandals. It'll be a change for him. Yeah, he's he's fully dressed, like fully clothed in the clips that I've seen of it so far. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just coming off of like Conan and uh, and Game of Thrones. You know, we we kind of all got used to seeing him in various stages of undress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, he his enthusiasm for the series was really, really contagious. Um, and I mean, I'd heard a bit about it leading up to it, and I'm even more excited. And also, uh, I can't remember if it's Sundance Channel, or I believe it is. They did Rectify, which I'm watching right mm. now. And that is a phenomenal, like a really, really good series. So if this is... If that's any indication of the quality, uh, like the same quality that the Red Road will be, uh, I think we're we're in for a really good, for a really good series. Especially if you love a really solid, dramatic, character-driven, story-driven, you know, type piece. Yeah, I heard a lot about Rectify, and and yes, that was also Sundance. Um, but I never, I haven't watched it yet. And I think I should, I should, um, pun intended, rectify that because. I did hear it was really just very artistic in the filming and um, and just and just really well done and um, and it's nice that Sundance is really making an effort to sort of join the join the TV drama game. You know, they're um, seems like they're starting to put out more and more stuff. So I yeah, like and- that there's so many that cable networks that are kind of stepping up to the plate to try to follow all these other, you know, great things like Mad Men and Breaking Bad and all these shows, like, 
other networks want to make it their name and and create something special and Mm -hmm. not just do the same old thing anymore yeah that actually brings me to another one of the series that i'm super excited about um wgn america uh, which i believe is a digital channel in the u.s um their first scripted series is going to be launching in april and it's uh salem which stars uh, Shane West and Seth Gable um, and uh, Ashley Medeque, who you might remember from Secret Diary of a Call Girl and from the first couple seasons of Revenge. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, her. it's actually the... Um, and the other female lead, her name is totally escaping me right now. Um, it's, it's basically the story of, of, of Salem in Salem, Massachusetts. But it's a very dark kind of almost horror type series, horror suspense. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of creepy stuff going on. Think like Sleepy Hollow, but even creepier. And it, it, I believe that the twist on this story is that the witches are actually the ones behind the trials. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it they they showed us a promo that was creepy it was super super creepy but at the same time after seeing that I was so excited for it and I mean the cast is phenomenal Shane West who was remarkable on Nikita and on ER and then Seth Gable who um a lot of us fell in love with when he was on when he was on Fringe uh they're and they're playing actual historical figures which is kind of cool and Ashley Medeque is playing Tichuba. Oh, really? Kind of- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah. I'm uh, all about this show. I'm looking at a little description right now. Yeah, that totally sounds up my alley. They've actually released a promo online that you can yeah, watch. Yeah, I need to watch the trailer. Yeah, it looks, it looks really, really good. And that's out in April. So, and, and again, another, another network that kind of was more just airing other people's stuff now getting into the their own original scripted stuff i just i think that's pretty that's pretty neat (laughs) yeah 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 i definitely need to watch i definitely need to watch that yeah because i was looking at like what else is on their slated channels it's like they play reruns of 30 rock and parks and recreation and american's funniest home videos stuff like that and so i'm glad they're coming out something original that's fun Mm -hmm. and they're filming it on location in louisiana i believe in i think it's shreveport oh um and they've built an entire city oh gosh like an entire town I, I guess like they've built Salem Oh gosh. and they were talking, I, I, I got a chance to interview some of the cast and they were talking about uh, being in, in costume and everything that sometimes like you, you don't want to touch anything because they're dirty and grimy. Like they're very, like they're very much sticking to the, to the era and what people would have looked like and the, the hygiene. (laughs) Like just, it's, they've really, really like recreated this world and immersed themselves in it. So it's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely. I'm into it. And, and even though like witches have been very hot this season, lots of new witch shows, I'm not sick of witches um, at all. So I'm totally ready for more witches. But if it was, like, another vampire show, I probably, like, would, nah. But I'm definitely, I feel like witches, we haven't fully tapped into the potential of the witch show yet. 
The only witch show that they've been kind of talking about uh, that I'm not on board with is uh, doing a remake of Charm. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah, I'm opposed (laughs) to that. Because uh, I love the original. Well, up until I didn't like the final season, uh-huh. uh, but everything else with that series I loved. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's like the only one. But like Witches of East End was great, and the Witches Angle with with Sleepy Hollow was phenomenal. Um, American Horror Story Coven was was interesting uh the way they've been dealing with the witches on the originals i think has been really neat so mm-hmm. witches are definitely um are a hot property right now um i think that the difference with salem that i think is is going to be really neat is you know the the historical period dealing with it and actually taking figures who were involved in that time I mean, it's a very dark and unpleasant time in American history Mm -hmm. um, from what I know about it. Uh, But then putting the the kind of supernatural angle on it is, I think, going to be going to be intriguing. So, yeah, there's that one. Um, Period pieces seem to be really, really big still. Like you think with all of the ones that are out there right now that people would be getting tired. Um, But AMC has a new one coming out soon uh, called Turn, which is uh, the Washington. It's based on the book Washington Spies about the U.S.'s first spy circle. And uh, the executive producer is Craig Silverstein, who worked on Nikita, and it's based on a book. So yeah. it's a Revolutionary War. I think that that's the war when when the U.S. broke from the U.K. from England. So dealing with spies in that era. So that one looks kind of intriguing. Oh, I'm uh, really excited about that. I hadn't heard about this, and I. Um... I love historical period stuff, and I really thought Craig Silverstein, like, I got to interview him at Comic-Con for your site, and Mm -hmm. he was really smart, and um, I really, I'm glad he has a new show because I'm sad that Nikita is done. Uh, So that's exciting. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, the book is called Washington Spies by Alexander Rose, um, and it's set in the summer of 1778, and it's a, a farmer in New York who ends up forming a group of spies that was called the Culper Ring, who eventually uh, are the ones who turn the tide during the Revolutionary War. So it's it's definitely and and what what's really fascinating and and in. in in seeing them talk about the series, that this is an era that hasn't really been uh, covered much in TV or in film. So it's, it's definitely new territory uh, for, for them to explore in this way. So it seems, it seems kind of exciting. Yeah. And the cast is pretty neat. Um, They've got Jamie Bell and uh, Byrne Gorman, who was uh, in Torchwood. Uh, and was also in Pacific Rim last year. Uh, a really neat cast. So, uh, yeah, that one's definitely on my list to check out. I think that starts in April. Okay. April 6th, I believe, oh is gosh. the start date for that. Seems like April's going to be quite a month then. April's going to be amazing. And then spring and summer, it's just going to continue. HBO has some new series coming out. 
um, the leftovers, which looks super creepy. Uh, is that kind of what... the one that that Damon Lindelof? Yes, it's like based on a book. I need to read that book. I have that book now. I'm going to be reading it very soon. That basically people just start disappearing. It's kind of like a rapture situation, but it. What I what I found kind of intriguing that, yeah, there is kind of a little bit of a religious angle explored to it, but I don't think it, it's all solely based on, you know, bibl- I don't think it's a biblical type rapture situation. I think it's more like a, an unexplainable mystery type idea. And it starts off that they show initially what happens to a few people, but then they fast forward to three years after it's taken place. So they're dealing with the fallout and how people dealt with losing loved ones and not knowing where they are and all that. So I think I think that's going to be a fascinating one. And in a completely different vein from that, um, HBO has a, a comedy coming out soon that I am so excited about, uh, Silicon Valley, which is Mike Judge, who did King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead and the film Office Space. Uh, it's a kind of a computer tech company comedy that looks hysterical and amazing and i'm really really looking forward to that one so who's who's the um cast in that one um oh my goodness uh i cannot remember i know that there's some people that are fairly well known in the um in the comedy world that are in it it's a it's a it's a younger cast Okay. It's a lot of smaller name people. Okay. Um, some people that are, like, if you're a fan of comedy, you'll recognize Martin Starr is in it. Oh, from Freaks and Geeks. From Freaks and Geeks and from Party Down. Um, he, I don't know how oh, big I recognize his is. the other guy that's in this picture that has the curly hair. I recognize him. Yeah, it doesn't even list the cast. It just has a picture on the HBO site. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like um, an entourage type story, like not in terms of what it's dealing with, but it's in the kind of computer startup world, like the tech startup industry. Right. Um, Dealing with the, um, I I guess like with Apple and stuff like that. Uh, Oh, no, I'm getting that confused. There is another AMC series that's dealing with that that's set in the 80s this one's more like an office space but with a tech yeah tech company type vibe uh it just it looks really really funny and yeah anyone who has even a little bit of tech geek in them will uh will enjoy it i think um the the one that amc is doing which is set in the 80s is called halt and catch fire and that one's actually about the apple you know, kind of the eighties Apple story um, with like Steve Wozniak and Steve, I think Steve Jobs was out of the picture already at this point. That one looks really, really good too. So computers, computers are, and tech stuff are definitely big subject matter for TV shows, um, for non supernatural stuff. Um, Yeah. And then there's one more series that they haven't announced a start date for yet, but I really, really can't wait for. I think it's either going to be spring or summer is Outlander. Oh, yeah. <sighs> not, I mean, 
men in kilts are great as it is. Um, a fascinating story like this one for anyone who has read and loved the books by um, Diana Gabaldon over the years. This is just going to be fantastic. And they've been filming it in Scotland. Ronald D. Moore is one of the... Uh, is is the executive producer on it? Yeah, that that's what I, it makes it exciting to me. I'm like, oh, good, like uh, Ronald D. Moore is doing it, so that gives me hope. I still haven't read the books. Um, I checked out from the library at one point and then never actually read it because I had too many other books I was reading. But um, I, that's definitely on my list of things I want to read. They're a lot of fun, and it's an interesting story because it goes back and forth between two different time periods. Uh, and the, the female, like the main female character, Claire is just a really, really awesome character. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Fraser, who's the, you know, the very dashing Scottish man. (laughs) Um, a lot of people were really nervous about the casting of it. And I think that, um, pretty much everyone is thrilled with with the casting choices that they made. And after seeing, um, they showed us a sizzle reel after seeing them kind of in, in character, I think that they did a really, really good job. Uh, it's, it all, the, I mean, the show already has a rabid following and it hasn't even started yet. They yeah. had, a, they had a fan gathering in LA and there were people who traveled from all over the world to go to it. Um, they did like a Q and A with the with the cast, like with the two stars, uh, along with uh, Diana and with uh, Ronald D. Moore, and people like entered a lottery to win tickets, and it was just mayhem. It and people flew in from all over for it. So, and the show hasn't even started yet. So I can only imagine how crazy it's going to be once they they actually start the series. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, it has years and years of book fans who yeah. are automatically going to be TV, like TV series fans. So, and I think they're going to pick up a lot of new people along the way too. And it's kind of a romantic story too. I mean, there's action, there's romance, there's kind of a a bit of a you know supernatural type aspect to it. Um, so it's it's going to be really neat, I think. And they're filming it in Scotland, which, you know, just makes it that much more fantastic, you know, keeping that authenticity to it. I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be one of those ones that a lot of people that are into Game of Thrones and Vikings, they're really going to, they're really going to latch onto this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that sounds good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess they don't have a specific date, but the website's saying summer 2014, so yeah, that'll be a good I- summer show. I'm also thinking there's going to be something big at Comic-Con for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. They'll probably probably show the pilot and if it hasn't yeah. aired already, although depending on what point in in uh in summer it airs, it might have already aired, but yeah, that's yeah, Comic-Con's a good place to to launch mm-hmm. that and so Yeah. I I don't know. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to coming up uh, the during the rest of this winter and spring? Um, I think we kind of covered it. Although there was one thing I was going to ask you was, did they tell you anything about the new um, Josh Jackson show? The isn't he going to be on an HBO show? 
I believe it's a Showtime oh, series. Oh, it's a Showtime. Yes, it's Showtime. And Sorry. I was I was not at TCA for that portion oh, of it. Oh, okay. Because uh, that w- that took place. I only went in for the cable portion, and Showtime is actually part of the CBS days oh, when they do okay. CBS CW Showtime together. Okay. Um, I do think that that is is that summer that that one's coming out. That I sounds right. I yeah, I can't even remember the name of it. It's the 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 uh, there's an affair. I know that. I know that much about it. And it's the um I think playing his wife is going to be the actress from Luther. Uh yes. the redhead that um who I love and um she, yeah, there's a whole affair. Yeah, it's called the affair. It's called yes. it's called affair. And I'm I'm looking forward to that to that show. I in terms of the the shows that are going going on right now, like I feel like a lot of some of the um, the network premieres that have happened were are kind of um, disappointing. Like not as like Intelligence and Killer Woman and some of these other shows. Like they're fine, almost human. Um, you know, they're fine. They're just not. I'm not probably gonna keep watching them i'm Uh, watching intelligence but i'm behind on it i think i've watched two episodes so far and it's 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 fine but it's not one that i feel compelled that i have to watch live every week as it's airing um killer woman i i thought the first one was was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and i plan to watch the rest but it's not it's not any type of groundbreaking series but it's 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 kind of a fun a fun little a fun little series and yeah trisha helfer's pretty cool in it so uh yeah i mean network stuff i've been watching helix and enjoying it on sci-fi which i guess is kind of network but kind of not um it's 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 different from what a lot of people were expecting but i'm i'm enjoying it i think it's a neat little a neat little series especially a winter series mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm really happy that Lost Girl is back on Sci-Fi. I don't want to discuss Lost Girl because because <laughs> you know more than me. <laughs> well, we're we're almost finished the season. Yeah, yeah, we um, can't talk about that because you you know too many spoilers. <laughs> um, we're up to uh, season uh, or, or episode eleven aired last Sunday. Okay, oh, and episode we have a weekend off this weekend, and then it comes back for the final two episodes. Um, of the season and it's been it's been an interesting season uh it's been a bit of a polarizing season because some people really have enjoyed what's been going on some people haven't enjoyed it uh certain uh shippers are angry (laughs) other shippers actually Almost all the shippers are angry. Yeah, all the shippers are angry. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be TV fandom if all the shippers weren't angry. Um, <laughs> I I've been enjoying it. Um, have Have you seen what? How many episodes have aired so far? I think there's just been three. Mm-hmm. I think just three. Yeah. So you guys have seen up to um... the big, the last episode. Finally, Bo got rescued. So. It was with the body jumping. Yeah, the whole body zombie. jumping thing. Yes. Okay. So from there, things kind of get interesting as she's trying to remember where she was and what was happening. Yeah. 
So um, I quite enjoyed this season. There was maybe one episode, um, I think it was the ninth or tenth episode that I wasn't crazy about, but I still I still liked it. Episode eleven was phenomenal. Um, and we really, once you've seen episode 11, we really need to talk. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can do, um, another Lost Girl podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lost Cause that was really fun when we did that. Yeah. Lost Girl is one of those series that, I mean, it's a lot of fun and it kind of, I think this season and the fourth season, they've kind of owned its, its campiness in a way, but they mm-hmm. still do like the drama I think they do the drama really well. So they'll have some really neat lines and references to other TV and films and stuff like that. Because the people who write the show are really big fans of a lot of things. And it really comes through in the writing. And I I like those touches. Um, But there have been some really, really great dramatic moments this season as well. Mm -hmm. That that I, I think have been different from previous seasons um some people aren't too happy with the tone or the direction but i mean when a series has been going on like in a fourth season i mean with any great series that that can happen um i've i've been enjoying it like i said once you get a little further in i want to hear i want to hear your reactions to it but yeah it's been a it's been a crazy ride especially given the getting that season together was was kind of uh interesting like they they pushed out when they were supposed to start filming it and then not having not having Anna Silk at the beginning of the season because she just had her baby you know I think they did I think they did a great job with it so yeah that's uh that's an exciting one I haven't had a chance to check out Bitten yet I don't know if you've checked that one out no I haven't I haven't checked that out um, I did watch Black Sales since you mentioned it because the, um, they had it up for the pilot up for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I did watch that. Um, it, it was it was interesting. I have like I probably could would maybe keep watching it um, just because there's some crazy things going on that I'm kind of makes me curious. Um, yeah, and I like the captain. Yeah, I but I, I don't know. I think I'll keep watching that one. Uh I liked the first episode. I wasn't in love with it, but I did enjoy it. Um the cast is interesting. I I kind of think it's a neat idea with what they're doing in terms of incorporating historical figures along with, you know, characters that people know from Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of that uh I know the the creators and the directors and all that we're talking about you know filling in some of the the spaces that aren't covered in treasure island uh i thought that was kind of neat i also uh, like the female kind of the the female characterizations are, are kind of interesting because you don't think of women being in power and there is that one character that is kind of a a powerful a powerful character in that first episode that she runs a lot of the business um yeah so that that was intriguing so i I mean of course there was the the requisite boobs and blood that stars is most famous for with like spartacus and that but 
uh, it's it's interesting. And a pirate story on TV, I think, is a uh, is neat territory. So. Yeah. Usually it's film and usually it's, it's you know, like your Pirates of the Caribbean or it's, you know, very over-the-top mm-hmm. caricatures and not characters per se. So I think, I think that aspect of it is what's going to keep me watching. Yeah. And I, I am looking forward to the CW premieres of, of Starcrossed and The 100 because, you know, I'm a sucker for everything on the CW. <laughs> um, have you watched those pilots yet? Did I they have. send those to you? What What did I, you think of those two? It's been quite a while since I saw both of them. Yeah. Uh, Starcrossed, I wasn't that crazy about. Just because it was a little too sappy and sentimental for my liking. Yeah. Although I do like some sappy and sentimental things. Uh, it just has to be done in the right way. It's like... Yeah. It was just a little too forced. It felt a little forced to me, but... People I know who who like who have very romantic hearts enjoyed it. Uh, the hundred I was intrigued by. Uh, of course, there were all of the references to uh, Lord of the Flies and to Lost, and uh, it's it's an interesting concept. And at the end of the first episode, I do I am curious to see more. I just don't know how sustainable of a concept right. it will be. Uh, but yeah, it's I'm I'm intrigued to see more of it. Yeah, Star I feel Cross, like with yeah. with that like kind of concept is a little derivative because there are a lot of shows that have kind of had similar things. But at the same time, I really like those kind of genre shows. But what's going to make a difference is if the characters and the story are compelling within that set setup. You know, um, exactly. if if I can't latch on to any of the characters, then the show's just going to be a dud. Because um, if it's it, when they try to do these genre shows and it's just all concept based and they don't really make you care about the characters, it's um, you know it's like okay, bye. But um, <laughs> if they can make if they can make us care about those characters, I'll totally be in. Um, just depend. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely give it a few more episodes. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to watch any more of Starcrossed. I have the second episode here, so I may check that out and see. Mm-hmm. Um, see how it kind of continues on from the pilot. Because after the pilot, I was not, I was not sold on it. It just was a little too, almost a little too juvenile for me. Not that I have a yeah. problem with watching stories that are about teenagers or younger characters, because. There are several other series on the CW that I just adore, uh, uh, like the Carrie Diaries and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'll check out the second one and see where where they take it from there. Uh, there were some parts of it that reminded me a little too much of a bad impersonation of Roswell. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about like it had a. It had some Roswell familiarity to me, and I was like, I wonder if that'll help the show or hurt the show in terms of... To me, it was just a little too saccharine. Yeah. 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 I could see that, and I'm not (laughs) usually a huge... um, I'm not a huge romance fan. I mean, I'm not dead inside. I like a romance if it's well handled. Um, Oh, yeah. But it's not like my, my number one thing about a show um so if it it just they have to make 
they have to make it compelling. So, yeah, I think they kind of they kind of set up something in the pilot that could be intriguing, but I don't know how it will play out. Um, That the this alien race, it there may be alter ulterior motives for them being on Earth. Oh. So if they play up that angle of it, I may be a little more compelled to watch. Yeah. But just solely the the romantic, sweet, sappy angle, I'm not so... I'm not as sold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, yeah. out of curiosity, this is not a new show, but um, it's... You know, well, I guess it's fairly new still. Have you been watching Rain? I love Rain. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not. I'm not the only one. You know, I'm obsessed it's, with it, right? I tweet about it all the time. I'm obsessed, so I'm glad you like it too. And they film it in Toronto, which is oh. pretty cool. It's, it's yeah. A I was telling Chrissy show. like you. Kate, I was telling Chrissy she needs to go like try to stalk the set. Why don't you go with her? You guys can uh, talk to Adelaide Kane for me. <laughs> I I actually know exactly where they film because I've been the, the Beauty and the Beast is in the same building. Oh, okay. And I've been to the Beauty and the Beast set, and they're also filming The Strain, which is uh, the Guillermo del Toro uh, vampire series that FX is doing, but it's scary, scary vampires, mm. not vampires you want to fall in love with. Uh, <laughs> that's the one vampire series I am looking forward to of new vampire series. Yeah, that did uh, that did sound interesting. Yeah, that's because of the, the people that are involved, I was like, oh wow, that's like yeah. The some... cast is pretty impressive too. Like, um, it's got Sean Astin and oh my gosh, I'm forgetting half of the people, but it's totally it's going to be a good one. So yeah, no, I am loving Rain. I'm loving Megan Follows as isn't like, she a delight? <laughs> devious and you know she's just so not Anne Shirley. <laughs> yeah, she's she's eating that part up with a spoon. She's loving it, and I think it's kind of neat. You know, uh, the most recent episode that aired, they're talking about you know kind of the whole clashes between the Christians and the pagans and, and stuff like that. I thought, I thought that I know it's totally historically inaccurate, but I like kind of the, some of the themes they've been exploring with it and those clashes between the old world and the new world and, you know, trying to reinforce your kingdom and what one person thinks is right may not be right. And I, I just, I think it's been pretty, it's been pretty neat so far. Yeah, because then it's like if if you're having a lover's quarrel in the morning, it's a lot more fun if it's about paganism versus Catholicism than if it's like <laughs> the same old things we're always used to the people, on, the teens on the CW fighting about. So mm-hmm. I actually am really enjoying the hysterically inaccurate um, juxtaposition of the way that they insert these intense historical concepts into these people's personal lives. I'm loving the way that they balance that. And I feel like the the cre- creator and um, the executive producer like really gets the kind of show she's making. Like she's making a specific kind of show and mm-hmm. isn't trying to do a different kind and failing. Yeah. It's like she's trying to make the show that she's making. And um, she seems to have a bit of a sense of humor about it, but, um, but at the same time taking it seriously. So 
I feel like it balances its tone very well. Um, and I wish more people um, appreciated it. <laughs> I think I think Adelaide Kane is doing a great job too. Oh gosh, I, yeah, she's amazing. I quite enjoy she's amazing. her. Amazing, yeah. And um, I haven't had a chance to to, to meet her, but um, one of my site contributors uh, got to chat with her at New York Comic Con last fall. And she's she's one of us. Like she's she's a fangirl, which is which is pretty awesome. Like she's into comics and pop culture and everything. So I, I think it's it's neat to have someone who's really into that world, you know, playing like into that whole geek Comic Con fan world, being on a series that is now starting to build. Uh, I I don't know. It's it's just been. It's, it's totally not something I expected to enjoy, but from the first episode, I was like, okay, I need more. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one that I don't always get to watch live, which is unfortunate, but it's become like my Friday morning show. Mm-hmm. I, I watch it with breakfast and it's just, it's just amazing. And there's been some times when I've gasped and I've laughed. I, I'd say the only thing I don't like so much is I, I'm not crazy about Mary's friends so much yeah they um, kind of annoy me yeah they need to they need to kind of develop them more in interesting ways yeah especially mm-hmm. like the only one that really seems to be like less uh, yeah no i totally agree it's yeah and one of them's gone so yeah the the <laughs> least important one that nobody even know her knew her name is now dead so <laughs> we can move on I believe I believe there's there's some people who refer to them as the gaggle, the gaggle girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun and you know, it's pretty costumes and interesting storylines and you know, throwing Nostradamus in there. <laughs> it's just been it's fun. It's fun and I take none of it seriously, but I enjoy it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay, I'm so glad you're liking it. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, well, I guess we should uh, switch over and discuss some Raylan Givens, some uh, Justified oh, now. Yes. Because uh, I I thought last season was excellent and a lot better than season three. And so then I like when I did a rewatch right before the season started and I was like so excited for it to start and now every time it shows up on my DVR because it's on like at 10 so a lot of times I don't end up watching it live because I watch with my mom and um she can't stay up that late Mm -hmm. so when it like shows up I'm like oh my god a new justified and like do a dance I'm so excited um I'm just I'm just loving it yeah um I've really enjoyed all of it so far uh, this season has been a little different. I'm, I'm not exactly sure where they're going. It, in yeah, it's very seasons, serialized. But, it definitely seems to be building to something, and it's like, what yeah. are they building to? I think in earlier seasons, we've had a little... Uh, the picture's been a little more clear where it was heading, where this season, I'm still not sure. But there's still yeah. been some great moments and some interesting new characters, um, one of which I don't trust. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. But, uh, yeah, so what did you want to discuss 
first about this this current season. I mean, we're four episodes in now. Yeah, we're four episodes into season five now. Um, it was interesting. Like the first episode, A Murder of Crows, it sets up sort of the introduction of of Dewey's extended family. Um, at, we meet um, Daryl Crow Jr., who is played by Michael Rapport. Um and it's kind of another example of justified kind of finding these actors to play against type you know like mm-hmm. they brought they just bring the actors that show up on justified i mean like every single actor ever seems to and when they show up they're always in a surprising role exactly and uh and so what have you thought about sort of this um Dewey getting sort of the center spotlight again and coming back into the into the show and then us meeting this extended family of crows I, I think it's it's interesting that we're learning a little bit more of them, especially because Dewey's always kind of been uh, he's a little bit of a an, a, a little bit of an f up of a character. Uh, yeah. He's the dumbest uh, person in Kentucky. Exactly, and that's, that's <laughs> well, him and off. him and um and Ellen May. Uh, my mom wanted like him and Ellen May to run off together because they're perfect for each other because they're just both the dumbest <laughs> people ever. Um, having Dewey running uh, the the Audreys is is kind of interesting. He, yeah. I, I don't know what, what he's up to. He's obviously not the brightest bulb in the family. And meeting some of these other, like, you know, the extended family, especially the ones from Florida, um, I have a feeling that, uh, is it Denny? Denny Crow? Is that his name? Well, Daryl's the main brother okay. who is played by, by um, but there is a Denny too. I think Denny's the other one, the violent one. Oh yeah, Denny, yeah. He's I the think. one that's living in um, Wade Messer's house. That's yeah. It. I think yeah, that's yeah. Danny. I think that's yeah. Yeah, the one so, who doesn't wear pants and has the scary yes. dog. <laughs> yes, Chelsea the dog. I remember that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm a little curious to see what this Florida contingent is up to. Also, I'm fairly certain. I mean, they've kind of hinted that there's a history with Raylan in them. Uh, from when he was working in Florida, so I want to see more of that. I don't know how it's how exactly they're going to come into play with the whole, um, like what their role is going to be and what's going on in Kentucky right now. Uh, I know they're there trying to clean up a mess, and I'm I don't know. Like it, it's it's hard to see where this season is going. Like it's just. Huh, it's been it's been interesting in that in that aspect that I I have no predictions. I have no idea of where they're going. Everything's kind of a surprise. Um Dewey kind of messed up a lot um in in the most recent episode. Uh <laughs> I love how he's pleading with, with God and with Jesus. <laughs> to help him when he's trying to kill that one guy <laughs> i don't know what you thought of that he's like you know i'll do whatever you want but right now get me through this and help me kill him and he's like cursing and swearing <laughs> as he's in his prayers which i just i thought was kind of funny yeah um yeah the, that whole that whole angle i'm not exactly sure 
where they're where they're going with it. Um, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because with Wade, Wade Messer is the guy he's that Dewey um, tries to kill, and eventually Wade does die as a result of the wounds uh, that Dewey very clumsily um, impacted on him. And it was discovered that he was, Wade was a CI. Yeah. And so then that's going to tie, that ties things back to Raylan's job. And also the fact that Wade was um, working for um, Boyd, right? Like, or was it, was it? It was Boyd, right? That that was like paying him to cook the books, so that he sold yeah. the he sold the business to Dewey, but then was skimming the profits. Exactly, um, and, and that's why Dewey's after him. Yeah, and it's like Boyd, you know, um, knows that Dewey is an idiot and kind of uses that to his advantage. But now that Wade is dead, you know, how is that is that going to connect back to to Boyd? Because they think Boyd did it now because they're like, well he he's the one with the reason but mm-hmm. but you know Raylan knows it's not him but once again Raylan's put in the position to defend Boyd against a, a criminal charge and it seems like Boyd will never get in trouble for anything because he keeps on getting accused of the wrong crime um and Raylan keeps on having keeps on saving him like yeah. one thing I noticed a lot in season four was it kept on being all these times where Raylan and Boy where Raylan was saving Boyd's life. Um it just happens all the time. They're always saving each other's life. They just can't seem to ever sort of disconnect. And I really love that aspect of the show. Um but yeah, I, I mean I'm enjoying this new this new aspect of these characters. I definitely don't trust any of the crows. They are, you know, definitely you know, Daryl killed his own brother. Um, he's bad news. Yeah. And the other thing that I find with, with, with Daryl, um, especially like toward the end of the episode, like his attitude toward authority, like he's very defiant when it, when, when they come and they're going to take, um, his little brother away. Mm -hmm. Um, but he has, he has the attitude, but he doesn't have the, the charisma or the, you know, kind of the the way with words that someone like Boyd has. Right. And I I know Boyd gets called out on that in the in this episode. <laughs> you know, for for, you know, saying big words and stuff like that. And oh, that scene, the Scrabble game. Oh my god, it's amazing. Between <laughs> Boyd and was it Tim? Yes, it oh was my it. God. <laughs> it was it was like so great. It was so um, great. Just because what else would Boyd Crowder play? Like, really, of all the board games in the world, it's Scrabble. The man is a walking dictionary. <laughs> yeah. And I love that they call attention to that. Um, and they also always call attention to his perfect teeth. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, things like that, things that are unusual about somebody in his position. And yeah. and they make that a part of the character, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's perfection to, to have that, them playing yeah. the Scrabble. And... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Boyd, that kind of brings me to Ava, and Ava has a little bit of um, issues with one of the the guards in the prison where she is, and uh, a female guard kind of comes to her defense. I am not sure if I missed something, and they may have addressed why 
that was, if it's because Boyd is paying someone to watch out for her, or if she is someone who knows Ava. Um, I think Boyd's paying because she says this one line when after she beats when she's beating up Danny Strong, she says something like, Can't you don't you know she's protected? Okay. Like she says, Don't you know she's protected? So I think we're to assume that it's Boyd who paid for protection. But okay. I mean it could be someone else. Um but I'm I'm kinda thinking like in terms of Sons of Anarchy and some other shows I watch, when you go to prison, there are people you can like pay off, right, to get protection. And so I'm kinda yeah. thinking like Boyd maybe paid to protect her. That's um, that that was my initial instinct, but there was like this look. But I could be she, wrong. I, I was, it's just I'm not sure if I heard it right, but I think she's like, because she said, don't you know she's protected? It was what yeah, she said. But there was a look that that woman, and I didn't catch the guard's name, but when she initially kind of walks in on the, uh, what's his name? Strong, was it? Well, the the actor is Danny Strong, but I'm not sure what the character's name is. Okay, yeah, I can't I can't remember if they've even given a name yeah. a name to his character. Um, the guard, right? She kind of gives Ava a look, and I was almost wondering if it was like maybe they know each other. Possibly, possibly. I was kind of reading that look as her kind of suspecting some kind of sexual assault might have been mm-hmm. been intended, and at like her recognizing that but not and and kind of that look that she shared kind of being like i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend i didn't notice that but i'm just gonna you Mm know i've got your back but yeah i I sort of saw it as like her recognizing something dirty was going on and being good but then later when she has the the confrontation with danny strong it's kind of seems implied now she's dirty as well but she's just um been paid to protect Ava um yeah but but yeah yeah. it'll be interesting to see if there's more to her if we learn more about her there are a whole mess of things happening with Boyd right now Lee Paxton wants him dead thinks he's dead now yeah um and his his wife Mara who I think is trouble (laughs) Yeah, she's trouble. She is played by Carolina Wydra, who was in True Blood. Oh, um, she was also on House. Oh, was she? Yeah. And, yeah, like, I was very curious, like, what, where are they going to go with her character? Um, and she seems to kind of be out for herself and kind of mm-hmm. playing both sides until... So I'm not sure where she's going to end up landing. Like, right now she's helping Boyd fake his death, but who knows in the long run. um, Yeah. If he can trust her. And, and yeah, I mean, a couple things about that. Like, I was wondering, with Ava in jail and and all the trouble that Boyd sort of gets in with Mr. Paxton is because he's trying to um, get him to drop the charges or to... Mm-hmm. Get him to talk to the ju- his judge friend um, to you know get Ava release help get, get Ava released and mm-hmm. there was um there's been some moments between Ava and Boyd and also a moment between Boyd and Mister Paxton that maybe seemed to imply like is Boyd really doing everything he can to release Ava or is he sort of 
still the same Boyd he's always been and could does he truly love her and is he going to do everything he can or is he going to revert back to form mm-hmm. you know and so I am a little worried like I don't want to have Ava in jail any longer this is very upsetting for me I love Ava <laughs> and if something happens where like Boyd does betray her that would be so heartbreaking it would just be yeah, and I also love Ava and Boyd together. I know, and they were like, so sweet with their proposal last season and the like, house they're hunting. Just, they're one of those couples that is just like one of those epic love stories, I think. And I just, I want to see them, you know, I want to see that they're the ones who kind of make each other better. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're the ones that are, that that turns around their lives. I mean, they may have taken not the best way to get to where they were at, but I I don't know. I'm still hopeful for them. But that one scene in the, I believe it was in the third episode where Mm -hmm. Mara is trying to, you know, hit on Boyd. Yeah. I was like, no, this is wrong. Stop yeah. My mom was like freaking out. She was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, it's like, these are friends and I don't want them to do something that they're going to regret later. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the whole Canadian angle. That they oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. The Canadian gangsters. That's been hilarious. I think it's, I think it's super funny. I love that they have Canadians playing them. Yeah. Um, Will Sasso has been really, really cool in that role. Um, uh, I like their little comments about, uh, you know, the, the Canadians that they've that they've sent down to the U.S., about, you know, we're sorry about Justin Bieber and Celine Dion. Oh, and Steve <laughs> Nash. I just, I, I got to chuckle out of those. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's kind of been interesting. And where, well, as we saw, the um, those people are, I think they're going to be the ones that are going to push Boyd to really lose his, lose his cool because they just keep, they keep messing him over, over and over again. Yeah, and then as we realize, not only is it he having to deal with the politics of the Canadians and Sammy Tonin's uh, guys and, and all that, it turns out that Johnny is kind of twisting a knife behind him mm-hmm. and has been targeting him as well, right? And I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a little confusing, the logistics of it. Like, I don't quite understand exactly what's mm-hmm. going on, but... Um, but basically, all these people who have died um, in his employ, um, some of that is because of Johnny. Mm-hmm. But that was very weird when, like, wasn't there a scene at the end where they're, like, looking at, there's, like, a room full of bodies? Like, what was yep. that about? What was, well, those, those... Were the, those were the guys that were killed in the, um, when there in was the... the deal the, gone wrong? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly. So why are they keeping them in that room with like the thing over them? Like that was weird. Like what? I I'm not sure yeah. about that. Like that was a weird little like thing at the end kind of setting up something I'm sure for the next episode. Yeah, and it ended so abruptly. Yeah, actually. it was very abrupt. Yeah, I at first I thought I thought uh something got cut off. And then 
I I watched it again. I'm like, no, no, that the episode ended from there. So it was uh, it was an odd place to end it all. Yeah. So yeah, um, there's there's that going on. The other storyline that I'm a little bit uh, nervous about is mm-hmm. um, Allison. Amy oh Smith's yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about her. I don't trust her at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's just going to spell bad news for Braylon. And I think she may be something that gets him into. I mean, he's already kind of walking on eggshells. Right. Um, because they always think he's, he's you know, secretly in cahoots with everyone because he's from there. And, and given his back, like his family and, and everything. So uh, I I think she's somehow involved in she's gonna it's gonna turn out that she's involved somehow in everything that's going on. I don't know what the connection is, but she's not good news. I don't think she's good news at all. Yeah. I mean I, I feel like she's maybe not 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 involved in like the bad things, but I feel like it, her connection to some of these people is gonna end up getting Raylan in some big trouble. And he he has historically uh you know, chosen women who are bad for him. So I'm yeah. sure this will end badly for him in some way or another. But you bring up an interesting point with the Raylan being in trouble thing. I mean, one of the most crazy aspects of the season and the most stressful for me is the idea that Art now may suspect his involvement in in the death of... What was the guy who got shot in the car... Was it Sammy Tonin? Or I get all their names confused. The one that was played uh, by the guy from Glee. Yeah. Um, I'll look at Theo? Up. There's Theo. Oh, yeah. Sammy. There's Theo Tonin was the dad. Sammy Tonin's the son. But then yeah. the one that they actually killed wasn't a Tonin. He was the one who was in charge. The dad had the crazy son who wasn't very good at his job. So he had a, a lieutenant guy who was in charge played by Michael Malley, Nikki Augustine. So Nikki That's Augustine it, was yeah. the one who got killed so that Sammy Tonin could take over. And mm-hmm. Raylan basically set it up. I mean, he didn't pull the yeah. trigger, but he did make the call. And uh, he was there on the tarmac. And when they, when Art goes and that other lawman invites him to, to do the interrogation and he talks to that guy, that guy says a lawman in Kentucky who they have in their pocket. And it's like, yes. oh, my God. Like, I'm really worried about Raylan's. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just really worried what's going to happen. Because that was a big – that was a big departure for him. And mm-hmm. he has been, you know, a bit of a rogue in a lot of ways. But that was the first time where he he really did step over the line. Um, and so now is that going to cause him to lose everything because – it's going to tie, like, they're going to think he did all these other things that he didn't do. Um, mm-hmm. It just opens him up to a lot of of suspicion. So, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I can't, I can't fault Raylan for what he did. He, if I was in his position, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a smart move because it, if everything had gone well, it wouldn't have tied it back to him. But I mean, mm-hmm. he he had to protect his daughter and his um, 
and and Winona. Yeah. Um. After what happened in the nursery, like I oh my gosh, I know. What can you do in that situation? But at the same time, it is very specifically against what Art said, and very specifically not befitting a lawman. Exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the other thing, there's a name that keeps getting dropped, and I'm wondering if this means that we're going to be seeing him again soon. Dickie Bennett keeps coming up. Oh, yeah, I. That's a good question. Um, because I think he's dropped. Where is dro- Dickie Bennett right now? Is he in jail? No, I think he got out of jail. He was he was in solitary at one point, and then I think something happened that he got he made a well. They deal broke or him something. out of jail so, back in season three. He was broken out of jail so that he could go get all that money that his mom left him. But then, yeah. but then. Um, all this stuff happened and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, I wasn't sure. Did he die? Did he go back to jail? Things did not no. go well for him in the end. Um, yeah, and I can't remember where he is, but his name has been dropped several times. I think right now he's in the wind. I think, if I recall correctly. I could be wrong. But they've been mentioning him a little too often, especially in the in this most recent episode. So I wouldn't be shocked if he somehow comes into play again. Yeah. And in some ways, the storyline that's happening right now kind of mirrors the season two season, which everybody seems to agree is kind of was the one of the best, you know, justified seasons. The story mm-hmm. with the Bennets was so great. And now we've got sort of the Crows instead of the Bennets in another family that sort of is a rival to a rival to um Raylan and also going up against Boyd and mm-hmm. um and so you know there are certainly some some parallels and mm-hmm. I wonder if they are you know bringing that up because because of that but yeah yeah but I wouldn't be shocked if we see him again sometime soon yeah I just thought in, in the most recent episode I think there's three two or three times they mention his name. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's random. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm curious to see who he's connected to, if he's connected to anyone in all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Here, and I'm looking at this um, recap from the the end of, of season three. What happened with, with um, Dickie is, uh, remember, he tried to, he showed up, at um, Loretta's house to try to get yes. once he realized that she had the money, but but Raylan's waiting for him and he draws on Raylan because he doesn't want to go to prison and Raylan shoots him and then but he doesn't so he's shot and is taken to prison to recover like he's in in jail mm-hmm. but he doesn't die so that was sort of his last scene was Raylan shooting him and taking him away. Okay. Um, because he after the escape, they end up having to let him out because there was like a whole thing. First, I think they have to let him out. Then, or wait, first he escapes. Then they end up. There was at some point where Raylan had to testify mm-hmm. to keep him in, and he ends up like getting officially released. I don't remember all the order of how everything happened, but um, but ultimately. 
in the end, he's he's not killed, but he's gonna he does get put back to prison. Mm, okay. So yeah, I think he'll. I think we may see his face though at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see because in, in terms of what charges he's on, he might not end up being in there long. Like he could get released because. Um, You know, he had kidnapped Errol and had him in his trunk, um, and he showed up at Laura, at Loretta's, but he, I don't think they have him on murder or anything. Like, they don't have him on... There's, yeah. There's... I could see him, you know, for all we know, he could already be out of prison. Yeah. But it'll depend on the justice system in, mm-hmm. in, the, in Kentucky. And I also know that Jeremy Davies just got cast on something else, but I'm thinking this season of Justified's probably, they're probably already wrapped filming, are they not? I I would assume so. Okay. But, I mean, I guess it depends on, on how, on how, uh, how FX does that, but. Yeah. A lot of times with these cable shows, they would have already, they would have already wrapped by now. Um, Yeah. Because Jeremy Davies was just cast recently on Hannibal. For the second season. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Along with Michael Pitt. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so, exciting. Yeah. So, I at this point in, this, in, in the season of Justified, like I mentioned before, I have no clue where they're going with it. Um... I have a feeling that there's going to be I, I think Raylan is heading toward is heading for trouble. I and especially knowing that there is an end coming up to the series, I guess everything like anything is possible, everything and anything is possible. So I, I I don't know what the ultimate showdown's going to be. If it's going to be that Raylan ends up on the wrong side of the law, um, like officially on the wrong side of the law, yeah. And at the end, it'll be a showdown between him and you know, like if he, I mean, with how he's constantly kind of standing up for Boyd, like are they going to end up, you know, allies? Yeah. Or is it ultimately going to end up where they finally have to go up against each other for real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they dug coal together and they have this weird bond, but what if in the end he does have to be the one to put yeah. down Boyd? Like, that would also yeah. be a very emotional and kind of yeah. fitting ending, too. But I could see either way. Either them uniting together against something else or them having to finally go up against each other for real mm-hmm. in a mortal one of them dying you know yeah um, see which so, would be really sad yeah I'm, I'm i'm not sure where this story's where the story this season is going to play out but it's uh i guess it is still fairly early mm-hmm. yeah so but i i do predict that allison is bad news I know that for sure. <laughs> I don't know in what way she's going to be bad news, but she is bad news. Okay. But yeah, and then also, it what's crazy is like when Duffy's still around, <laughs> and what's he? You know, ultimately, who's he allied with, and all that? Like he's a survivor. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, I think as, as the seasons go on, the gray areas just get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas in the beginning, you know, it was a, a kind of a, this is right, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, the gray areas. Yeah. Which is what makes it so interesting and what has us, you know, cheering for a bad guy and maybe not cheering for a, and I'm saying this in quotes, good guy. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, because one of the things I think is great about Justified is they really balance those elements well. Like, they have the main character, the protagonist, is a lawman who you know, for the most part, is always trying to do what's right um, and is always trying to help people. Um, But then you also have a character like Boyd who you understand, like, even though initially he was a villain, they pretty quickly um, made him sympathetic. Mm -hmm. And and you can see him going up against these people who are supposedly pillars in society are actually corrupt. Like, they really show, and then there's, like, a corrupt sheriff, and there's all these people who are ostensibly the good guys who are actually bad and then mm-hmm. bad guys who um, who you can understand their motivations. But mm-hmm. then also they do show people like the other um, the other marshals who work with Raylan, like they're good people. Like they are mm-hmm. we, you know, believe they're trying to do good. But then, you know, you get annoyed with somebody like the AUSA who is trying to you know, get Raylan up on convictions of, you know, all these things. And it's like, so I like that they, the characters are complicated. The storylines are complicated and there's not, it's not just like good versus bad or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And yet they're still worried about things like morality. It's not like this is free reign to insanity. It's like, there are these rules and they do have yeah. to think about them and they're conscious of sort of where they're going with, with stepping over those lines and yeah and the consequences that they are going to have for doing mm-hmm. that um i also feel like mara paxton is going to be end up being like a big wild card yeah ultimately could really ruin things for boyd yeah yeah she's another one i don't trust but they're kind of, they've set her up as someone who's not trustworthy right yeah to true. start right um so i don't think that one will come as as a surprise when and if it does happen whereas with allison who's kind of supposed to be this good person who helps children and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah Hmm. mostly i just really need ava to get out of jail because she can't spend the whole season in jail. No, no. I need I need her to get out and see what's going on. And mm-hmm. she needs to get into a nice fight with with Mara with Mara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see them beat each other up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So no, this season's been it's been good so far, and I kind of. At the same time, whereas I'd, I'd like to kind of get an idea of where they're heading with things, I'm I'm kind of enjoying being kept in the dark because there's so many times where, you know, I can call a season a few episodes in. Uh, and with the season of Justified, I have no clue where they're going. 
so it's it's kind of fun to be you know kind of going into it blind not not having any any kind of really solid indication or idea of what the end game is for the season yeah that's true Mm -hmm. and 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 even when the plot is being convoluted and i'm not quite sure what's going on it's like the thing about justified i really enjoy is it's just always a fun show in addition Mm -hmm. to being substantial it's just a show where it's just always entertaining, you know, like yeah. something hijinks going on and entertaining you and the characters we have, you know, come to care about them so much. So there's a lot of there's a lot of history and and the show does a great job of like when of their their world creation so that you always feel like this is a lived in world um, where all these characters have these off screen lives and and deep history and deep connections that we don't know about like it always just feels so natural when they when they bring in these backstories and these characters that are supposed to be related and all these things like i i just feel like that tonally and um they've really created a world Mm -hmm. and so even though i agree with you that i you know the show should leave on top i will be really sad when I have to like say goodbye to that world because it has been such a mm-hmm. such a rich such a rich world. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely the, I'm gonna miss the characters just because like like I said, they, some of them feel like they're they're old friends. They're like people you know, and just the way they've been written, they just they even though the situations that they end up in are a little bit over the top, the the characters always seem very real. And I, I think that that's what really has been the most appealing part of, of the show to me is that the characters feel so authentic. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to feel like I'm losing old friends when, when it ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially who's going to, you know, there there are so few people in the world that can that can string together a sentence the way Boyd Crowder does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so prolific. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, any other um, aspects of the season you want to discuss before before we sign off? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I checked my notes, and I think we've covered pretty much everything – I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I think with the serialized nature of the show, a lot of, you know, this stuff is stuff is still building. It's always kind of, once we get to like episode eight, um, episode nine, it's really going to start probably barreling towards the finish line, you know? But at this point, we're still setting up all the building blocks. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so it's kind of like, hmm, well, we have a lot of like... This initial stuff, it's all interesting, but we don't really know where it's going. And so I am i am excited, like you said, to, to find out where the season's going. But I'm just enjoying the ride as well. And, uh, yeah, so ho- we'll have to um, hopefully have you back on the podcast at some point to discuss either Justified or anything else of your choosing. Or maybe we can do a Lost Girl show with some other people. Ooh, that would be fun. That sounds like fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Because um, 
you know, we have to make sure to keep in touch because yes. it's easy to like lose track. But I'm glad that we have um nice thing about Twitter is no matter how how long it has been since I talk, at least I sort of keep I'm keeping up with you. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Thank goodness for Twitter. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me, uh inviting me back to the show. It had been a while and uh Justified's always been one of those shows that we've bonded over, so it's uh it's fun to to chat about it with with you. Yay. And also talk about some other things that we're excited about and that are on our radar and coming up later this year. So. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot from all of those descriptions you were giving. I'm like, "Ooh, I'm excited about <laughs> I'm like marking them all down on my list that I need to watch." So, yes, I'm there's going to have to be like a master spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, for all of you guys listening, thank you so much. And if you want to give us some feedback, uh, you can email me, Lucia at heroinetv.com. That's L-U-C-I-A at H-E-R-O-I-N-E TV.com. And uh, you can find Melissa over at her website, thetelevixen.com. And follow her on Twitter, at thetelevixen. And hopefully I'll get to see you in Austin this summer. Oh, hope Fingers so. crossed. Or if Everwood. not, yeah, Everwood reunion. And if not, um, I'm going to try to also make it to, I'm going to try to go to Comic-Con. So if one Ooh. of the, one or the other, hopefully I will at least see you at, um, fingers crossed. Sounds good. Okay. Well, you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thanks. You too. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. God, we're hot chicks with superpowers. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. Comforting. Uh-huh.